Thanks for downloading this episode in our School Improvement Podcast Series, brought to you by Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. My guest today is Kath Appena, Acting Assistant Principal and Head of Senior School at Montrose Bay High in Hobart, Tasmania. She joins me today to discuss how her school have been using data to inform their strategic plan, the process they undertook to improve student writing, and how they went about upskilling staff to use data effectively. By using data, the staff at Montrose have not only been able to track students' strengths and weaknesses, but it has also become a powerful tool for teachers to better understand their impact on student learning. Kath Appena, thanks for joining Teacher Magazine. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No worries. So just to start off, I was hoping you could share with me a little bit more about your school's context. So some of the key challenges that you face. Okay, so we're a low SES government co-ed high school um, in Hobart, Tasmania. Uh, about 63% of our students are in the bottom quartile um, and, and a lot of our challenges are, are challenges particular to that sort of demographic, so poverty, low literacy, unemployment, trauma, family violence. Um, and then so the challenges for us are, are often around um, finding ways to engage our students and to build their, com their confidence and capacity at school. Mm, fantastic. And of course we're here today, today to talk about how you and your staff have been using data to inform your school's strategic plan. But I was wondering, before you started using this data, what were you using to um, inform the school's strategic plan? Um, look, we were absolutely using data before. We just The problem was that there was too much. Um, and we, we weren't necessarily getting any traction with the data we were using. We weren't using it in a smart or cohesive planned for way. So what we needed to do was work out which set to use, um, which one would be the most useful, give us the most leverage, and then filter it to work out you know, how we would present it to staff so it would actually be used rather than just sitting in a pile on a desk. Um, so, so we went through that process of filtering down and that's how we ended up um, determining um, that our literacy data, and particularly around writing, would probably be the focus for us. Yeah, and can you tell me a little bit more about that, so about the actual process that you undertook? Sure. Um, so first, I guess, we undertook some learning um, for ourselves as senior staff. We wanted to know what would fit best um, because in our context and with our staff, we know also that um, it needs to be best practice rather than just a full experiment. Um, we have too much writing on it, so uh, we, we took some, undertook some learning and that's how we, we worked out that actually writing and um, this, using in particular the NAPLAN data would be the most useful. Mm -hmm. So we then decided to invest time. We took a small group trial um, to double check that it would work in our context and to work out you know, through reflection and refining um, how it might work best. And we learnt, we learnt a lot through that process. Um, we then developed a cohesive whole school plan to upskill our staff uh, in the teaching and learning processes and the structure um, that ensure that it's all working well. Um, and for us that was some larger whole school structures around formative assessment um, and as well as constructing power standards for our learning areas. So there were some larger um, structures and processes that sat before we could actually get into the literacy and the NAPLAN data. 
um, we once we sort of got those things in in place, we we knew we were ready for for the next bit, and that was actually getting into the that NAPLAN data, um, and we really narrowed into that writing focus. Um, we we did some whole school. Um, sample work and some pilot studies and in a nutshell our kids weren't writing enough um, which meant that our teachers weren't planning enough low stakes writing for them to opportunities for them to actually develop their skills so we we set goals and targets we developed a cohesive whole school plan um, and then we systematically went about building the capacity of staff to embed more writing activities in, in their classes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and our focus was on building or increasing the quantity of writing before we could refine the quality. And we made sure we sort of we measured along the way. So we kept it accountable, checking that we're actually on target, checking that our teachers were doing what we wanted them to do, that they were confident and happy with how they were going. Um, so it wasn't an exercise of just, oh, let's just go ahead and do it. We had some checks and balances in place. Yeah. And one of the really interesting things that I took out of what you just said then was the upskilling of staff. So can you tell me a little bit more about what what went into training teachers to be able to use the data? Um, good question. So what we we made sure that there was a whole school cohesive approach. We we undertook that process and that thought um, that we're all teachers of literacy, and if it's just happening in, in the English class, we won't actually get the shift that we need for our students. We wouldn't have the leverage and impact. So we we really went about it with that mindset and, and that cultural change. So we specifically developed a, a plan throughout the year. So we planned it. Um, we got together as a planning team and devised um, which strategies might work and we, we conducted professional learning for our teams um, from learning the theory to practicing, modelling um, and, and being with teachers in the classroom and then taking some survey data around confidence and how they felt and checking which, uh, which strategies worked best um, and were being most used. We, we did sharing. Um, professional learning where staff would bring successes and show how they'd adopted and adapted the strategy and made it work for their learning area. Uh, so upskilling was a, a very hands-on but coordinated approach for us. Yeah, and I also understand that one of your colleagues read Patrick Griffin's book, Assessment for Teaching, and was introduced to Gutman analysis. And I was hoping you could explain to listeners who perhaps aren't familiar with this technique what it is. So I've said Gutman an awful lot over the last 12 months and it's, it sounds like a funny word but um, my colleague Stuart Lord who's um, now at a different school but he, he read this book and thought you know what this might be an interesting process for us. What we were looking for was a, a one sheet so where we could have a visible set of data um, for teachers and we thought that we knew that NAPLAN writing was what we wanted but the formats that they're presented to us aren't used or useful by by and for teachers. So we wanted to develop that visible data tool and, and from reading um, Patrick Griffin's book, the Gutman analysis seemed to be the thing that would work for us. It's essentially an Excel spreadsheet which plots students along one axis and a continuum along another and in our case we use the NAPLAN writing continuum. There's plenty of YouTube, YouTube clips on how to do it and that's how we learned. Mm -hmm. um, once you sort the data on both axes, it creates this beautiful chart um, that groups um, what students can do and what they can't do, and we always add yet, what they can't do yet. Um, and in that, that 
dotted space in the middle is what we call the zone of proximal development or the ZPD and it shows the line between can and can't yet and it literally plots the next step for each student. So we found it incredibly useful and was used by teachers because all they had to do was follow the student along their line. When the colour changed from green to white, they could check on that point, refer back to the NAPLAN writing um, guide and work out what is the next focus for that student. And it took from going from, oh, I reckon their next step is paragraphing to, I know and this is actually the next step for them. Yeah. And yeah. since you began using data to improve writing, how have you actually measured the impact that it has had on teaching and learning? So across the school year, our writing more than doubled, uh, the amount of original writing. Our target that we set for ourselves uh, was to double, the word, to double our word count from 29 to 58 original writing words in a lesson. So 29 was our starting point, which is about a paragraph. It's incredibly low, really. Mm. So within, within the year, within one term, we'd actually doubled that. We'd reached the doubling. And then by the end of the year, we'd reached up to 70 words on average across the school um, in, in a lesson, which was a significant shift and showed that upskilling the staff created awareness and skill in being able to plan for those, um, those lessons. Uh, in con not only has our, the amount of words increased, but actually our English data has trended up for the first time last year on a cohort to cohort basis. Um, and, our, and our staff through surveys have reported that they feel more confident in their capacity to, to be planning and including literacy in their classrooms, which is a significant outcome as well. So we've had both positive, positive outcomes for both staff and students, which has been really significant for us. Yeah, fantastic. And it's clear that your school has shown a lot of improvements so far, but I was wondering, what's your next step or what's the plan from now on? Well, we were always looking to reflect, refine and grow and, and for us, I guess, we're, we're looking to, to shift in our literacy journey. We're shifting from just having a focus on um, quantity to quality and how we might do that. Um, and we're always asking ourselves the question, sort of how do we know and collecting data and holding ourselves accountable for that impact that we're ha having. So our next step is definitely to look at the refining the quality of student work. Fantastic. Well, Kath Appenar, thanks for sharing your insights with Teacher Magazine. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. To access the latest articles, videos and infographics from Teacher, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au.